Hey everybody, welcome to another Corner Conversation <laughs> on the Book of Mark. We're on our last couple weeks of walking through Mark's process of getting to know Jesus. And so here we are, Mark chapter 15. 15. Yeah. By the titles, Bye Bye Jesus. Yeah. Before we even get into it, the, our first uh, conversation on book study guide is available. Oh, yeah. Tell us that about site at uh, Corner. If you go to corner.church slash library, you can see them. Uh, but we've essentially been taking these conversations mixed with the podcast and creating study guides. So uh, hopefully these conversations just don't end on Sunday morning or here, but uh, a place to take them beyond. And so uh, there will be a Mark one eventually, but the first one done is um, our conversation with Hebrews. And so, yeah, so who, like, like what would be a moment, who, who would be good to read this? Uh, I honestly think it's not, it's not a book to just be read. It's yeah. a book to hopefully spark conversation. And so, um, whether it's your family or your group of friends or your door mates, uh, it can be an opportunity to have intentional conversations about books of the Bible and Hebrews specifically. And so if you, uh, have a group of friends or you want to get a group together, uh, I hope it's a tool to empower the conversations in community like that. Okay. It's yes. very pretty. I mean, just on the aesthetic part, and I'm, I'm, wow. I look at the cover, it's very wow. pretty. It's important. That's this it's huge pretty. picture of you on it. You <laughs> no, it's not, it's beautiful. <laughs> no, it's pretty. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, I think, I think a great, I mean, you mentioned like a, a college dorm, but if you're uh, having a, a Bible study, want to get together, and I mean, scripture is meant to be processed not alone in community and so this is just a, a good way to do that sometimes it can be hard to go what are we going to talk about <laughs> what, what should we talk about as we walk through a book like Hebrews and uh, this is uh, kind of a key a doorway into that and so hopefully it's a helpful thing hopefully that's the goal so yeah anyways be looking for more to come that's the commercial <laughs> that's a good commercial there's my book is out of the lobby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for those people. We can have that. We could just have the coffee cart and then at events just have a little table with our books next to it. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. We could know. sell our sermon tapes. Sermon tapes, old school sermon tapes. Did anybody ever get a sermon tape from church when they were younger? But did you buy tapes? I don't know if I bought one, but I know at one point I did get a sermon tape from the parents have a couple. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the tape we had a at the church in Texas was a tape recorder. And we had the four tape at a time duplicator, so you could oh, put the master in, very nice. and it would high speed duplicate. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. And then also something that was really scary: there was like this heavy handled thing that plugged in, and it was an electronic or an electric magnet to erase tapes. But that thing isn't that so a cancer buzzer? Electric. That's a thing. I didn't know this was a thing. So you'd like you could a take it, giant you could, magnet. Yeah, you could put it on like four or five, a bunch of tapes in their cases stacked yeah. up and just go. And, and it, it just deleted the content. Yeah. Gone. Gone. Or. Yeah. I, I would also. You no. Know? I would also. I grow up with tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, but By I was like. I was maybe... dealing with that. It was CDs, though. So. Very, very, 
there was high speed. We, we, we asked for those mega duplicators. Yeah, they were the church when our band put out our first album. We oh, got yeah. to use the church's duplicator. We could put that on the lobby table next to the books. Your first album. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I'd like to see this happen. <laughs> then you were taking the uh, you went to Office Max. You said yes. Yeah, there's the disrespect and humiliation. And <laughs> where people listening to that first album puts you pretty firmly on the humiliation no, side. Not like crossover really? disrespect and humiliation. You know, if I walked into a coffee shop and one of you was playing it, <laughs> that'll happen. The only thing you just have to figure out how to get a music from a CD into any sound system. <laughs> we can upload something to Spotify. I mean, it's worth it, right? It's so great. And I'm, I'm gonna find your mom's email somehow. Call her. Hey, mom. I know you're listening. You, as you, if you could send. Rachel. You could send us the address. Cornerchurch.tv. Send a MP4 of the album. Oh today. man, I want it real bad. This will be good. I'll get you guys some CDs. Oh yeah. I'll you how to play CDs. <laughs> oh, I forget there. I got a shoebox of them back in. I will. I will play it all for. I'm pretty sure my car has a CD player. Not really sure. <laughs> I don't. But if it does, but I think it's in the glove box. I. My old cars that just transmissions just died on all of them. They got CD players. Yeah. So if you could go to them. And then the junkyard. Put a battery in because that was the only thing of value in the car. Yes, the battery. Put it back in. Then play it and then record it on your phone. I am. I could do that. We can make this happen. I on that note though is, I mean, we're talking about Mark chapter fifteen is the first two thirds here is the death of Jesus and it's like. Over the top theme is disrespect and humiliation, which is not comfortable. It's funny, not funny. I don't know what it is, but like if you, <laughs> I don't know if you, it's funny. Like you can, funny. You can overread text and kind of miss the weight of stuff. Sure. And then when you start to in this section of the Gospels, if you just start to say, "All right, let's let me mark the points where it's." disrespect and humiliation are happening in this and it's like oh it yeah. is the worst yeah and but is humiliation or disrespect you, you kind of said that like in a way that's something you would you do or do to yourself like if you walked into a place and your song happened to be playing can humiliation be self-inflicted but i mean i, I think that's one of the big differences between these circles is disrespect requires somebody else to do it to you. It's not necessarily humiliating. It can be. But humiliation can often feel more self-inflicted. Sometimes, like, you can just, you just feel it. And it, it can be done to you as well. Yeah. But I don't think it can be done to you without disrespect, I guess. I think, yeah, I, was, I was trying to, again, reflect have these circles that overlap in the two. And I was drawing some in there, and like disrespect can be like earned. <laughs> you know, somebody could do things that are not respect worthy. Yeah. Uh, but humiliation, it crosses over. It's a power move. Why does a when when somebody is humiliating another person, it is like 
uh, whether power is had or not, it's an act of power over it's a person. to have power. Yeah. And uh, so if you, um, if somebody, again, there's humiliation, like, you know, pointing out that you have a spill on your shirt, <laughs> trying to be, that, that's a degree of humiliation. It's embarrassing, but. Yeah, I, which I think things that are embarrassing can feel humiliating. Mm -hmm. um, but then. Your zipper's down. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, but like, there is a difference between. Uh, this is. I don't know what. Uh, I wasn't. I'm not going to use the zipper. But there's a difference between. Like, there's humiliation. Like you have a spot on your shirt, and then there's humiliation where I put the spot on your shirt. Yeah. And uh, there's um, the thing that is happening in Mark chapter 15 what Jesus is enduring in the lead up and then to his actual time on the cross is not uh, passive humiliation. It is like hyperactive, out of disrespect, out of uh, complete premeditated or just power moves, mm -hmm. the attempts to completely humiliate Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, those things are pretty different. Uh, just about, you know, you can feel humiliated by something and yeah, it just, it goes over quick because you know, like it was an accident or they didn't mean it that way or, mm. or you're just, just it shrug it off, you yeah. know, but this is, but different. when somebody is like intentionally like trotting you in front of mm -hmm. others to just yeah. point out your flaws mm -hmm. and make you and belittle you and, yeah. and look weak and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's that's that, something very different. It's that layer of like condescend, condescending and belittling and just, it makes, I mean, also painful. It's, I, I don't know. It's different than just, like you said, like just, I don't know. There's some humiliations you can kind of laugh off and not let bother you, <laughs> you know, sure, like the, I don't know, like somebody putting a spot on your shirt to embarrass you, like it might bother you, but I think that. You could probably laugh some of it off, but this is when you add the belittling and the condescension. Well, and sometimes like stuff like that, like you put your old name tag on someone's back. Yeah. That's like, like you're trying to funny. embarrass somebody, but yeah, there's but it's like, it's, yeah, it's good spirited versus yeah. like, really yeah, the good spirited is the dip. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a modern day, like comparison of like, uh, the kick me sign. Yeah. Kick me is pretty bad. Where it's just like, you're just doing, you're embarrassing somebody out of meanness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which again is a power, it's a, there's some interesting power move dynamic underneath that. Uh, there's also, I mean, it, to like squeeze it into a box, it is not necessarily, probably, it doesn't probably lead us to the right understanding. But there's generally some degree of insecurity, some, mm -hmm. uh, Oh, 100%. There's, sometimes there's a, um, humiliation is to, with the intent of, you know, stopping somebody, whatever they are, is to uh, rob them of their standing or their direction or their purpose. Yeah, and I think in this moment with Jesus, and also a lot of times with the, the way humiliation is used in society, it's, uh, ends up being bigger than just the uh, singular moment. Like mm -hmm. the purpose of it becomes to set an example. 
yeah. instead of example by the way we treat jesus or i don't know like even in school like uh like well, at elementary school i had a if you were bad, you sat on the bench during playground, and it was always at a really very visible spot. Yeah, and right. It's almost like they are using you as an example of like those kids aren't allowed to play because they were bad. Yeah, and so don't be like those kids. Yeah, yeah. Even to another, ooh, that's fun. Uh, humiliation of humiliation as a offense to control kids is mm -hmm. well adults too. Everybody. Yeah, it's like the. Um, old school the reason it's been used for a long time is because it works. works yeah <laughs> i think you said that too you're like shay works it does and yes. so, <laughs> it also is it works it was high control it was a thing i mean it's not anymore but it was a thing like if you would write a check that didn't had insufficient funds that it would bounce you know a bank would pay it but then you'd have to pay a fee and the retailer sometimes would be delayed or not even get their money and so they would hang Wilds checks up, oh, Wilds yeah. checks up in grocery stores or gas stations or whatever. Yeah, and uh, that was just as a like a badge of humiliation. Oh, what last love? Who's on here? We don't know. I know them. Yeah, that's tough. Mike's company has um, what are those boats that I don't know? They have a boat of some kind that people can use. And, um, but if you break a piece or break something on the boat, they do, they take a picture of that person with like what they wrote, wow. right? What they broke Jeez. on it. Like, and they, they using the boat. I know. Like Mike, if Mike is not somebody that would like laugh that off, like no. he's just like, I don't ever want to. So, well, I guess I'm not using the boat. Yeah. I'm not never using the boat yeah. because of but that, yeah. but a potential. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think something like we talked, we've talked a few times about, or I've talked about because maybe I've just been thinking a lot about it was, um, fear as the opposite of love and just what, what was the fear? What, like in this story specifically, the, the religious leaders and the all the people, the Pharisees, Sadducees, whoever they were, the religious leaders, I feel like there's so much fear that they have of what Jesus is bringing because it's so different than what they know or think should be, or maybe they lose their power and like fear being the opposite of love or people talk about fear being the opposite of love and all the things that can come out of fear, like this control or shame or, um, just, I don't know, like something I've just thought a lot about is what does, what does fear do to us? when when we are in these kinds of situations, when we fear what's coming or who we are or losing who we are, I don't know. I think it's, again, the, the mark from, that, there was a, a an obvious turn. Jesus, three times he predicted what is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And the first time was with, uh, with his disciples, he said it and Peter scolded him and then he, Jesus scolded Peter. Mm -hmm. uh, next time, uh, he, he says that the disciples were uh, debating who was going to be the greatest. And the next time they were uh, arguing about who was going to sit on the right or the left as Jesus is doing this. And it's a, there's like this, like increasing, uh, it's, it's this, if you put it on a graph, like they're not understanding, not getting it is disproportional to it's, it's coming. I'm telling you it's coming. Here it is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, here we are in the midst of like it's right under their feet the messiah is there jesus is 
the Son of God is there, and they are completely, again, disrespect, have no respect for Jesus, and in that power move, uh, they elevate themselves over Jesus by acts of humiliation. <clears throat> and Jesus endures it. And uh, to feel the, the weight of that, uh, going back to the boat, <laughs> uh, our failure is uh, maybe not by pictures and being called, but it, our failures are when they are called out and they are called into account are humiliating. Mm -hmm. And the purpose, the whole point of Jesus' death on the cross was to die for our humiliation of our failings and how they separate us from God. And like it's turned up to 11 here. And I know that a very practical question can be, well, how does Jesus being humiliated, disrespected, humiliated, and tortured, and dying, how does that impact? How could that make me okay in yeah. relationship with God? And that's... Uh, that's, that's a faith, complicated reality, but sacrifice is a real thing. And Jesus didn't just go, um, I received this gift of the ability to just forgive everybody. Mm -hmm. Sure. But Jesus, uh, so much more than that, he says, um, I'm actually going to endure the cost of your humiliation. Yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> it's like, I feel like... There's something going on in the people that want to humiliate him, but then he accepts it, takes it, and allows them to humiliate him. When, I mean, he is the son of God. He didn't yeah. have to. Like, he allowed it, and then in all of that is forgiving the same people <laughs> that did it. And it's just like, like, how do you respond when you're humiliated? Like, this is not the way I would respond when I'm humiliated. Like... Especially if I had the ability to not do it. Right. Yep. Which is the, so. Humiliate in, back. If it, could, in right? this, in this Mark narrative, the, the pinnacle it reaches right before he dies is that they were um, yelling at him. If you are the son of God, come down. Yeah. Um, and again, he, you could, you back up and you go, man, when he was before Pilate and they were. You know, hurling insults at him and uh, falsely accusing him. That's pretty humiliating. Uh, when they flogged him after uh, his being turned over, that the release of Barabbas as opposed to him, all these different things. But like mm -hmm. the ultimate at the end of it is this like, I thought you were the son of God. You have to do something. <laughs> and the thing, I, like Mark in our processing is like, is to feel the weight of that when they're saying, if you truly are the son of God, save yourself, do something. And in the midst of that, the son of God is saving us instead of saving himself. And uh, now, does that, how does that feed into the math of relationship with Jesus? That's hard, but at least in the middle, minimum of this is like welcome to the process of realizing that Jesus has all capability and he's extending that to you not that to himself which is counter God perspective in like yeah. human history what does God do God is God God does whatever he wants and here's a moment why you who is God that God is God God actually chose to suffer for you yeah I think like when we think about even just the culture at the time and not just then but like the culture that says like we have to do all these things to appease 
God or the gods. We have to do all these things. And then this is how Jesus responds. Like, it's just so, it's so different than what anybody would expect yeah. God to do. Yeah. And so is the goal of this to just uh, be able to say, well, that's, that's pretty simple. I get that. That's fine. That's that's not Mark's goal in any of it. No. Yeah. Mark's goal in process of relationship with Jesus is to realize that, wow, this, who God is, who Jesus is, is, wow, beyond my comprehension. I, mm-hmm. I need to walk this process out. Mm-hmm. And what he did for me is beyond comprehension. Yeah. And I need to walk this out. It's, my, it's a good conversation. Yes. Yeah. This is their second to last week on Mark, right? Yeah. Yep. We have just a, a little bit of uh, Mark 15 and then the a little bit of 16 before as the end of moment, the end. So, thanks for joining us. However you listen to this, whether it's podcast, YouTube, little bits on social media, whatever it is, uh, join a community, whether it's here in Minneapolis or wherever you're at. It's just an encouragement to participate locally in the church. See you guys next week.